0: Are the fallen angels from the Book of Enoch still around in the world today? We're going to talk about that today on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should, too. If you're just now joining each day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, we talk about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal, And if you're brand new to the community, we keep everything always in love, light, and respect to all faiths, walks of life, races, religions, and orientations. We don't care who you are or where you're from as long as you're here in love and light to seek universal unity and find that higher consciousness or what I consider the Christ energy to better humanity and build a better world for everyone that's exactly why we're here. And so today we're going to be talking about these fallen angels and find out who they are. First off, uh, you cannot begin to uh, to take on an enemy that is unnamed, if that makes sense. So uh, it's important that we name them. We understand who they are uh, and understand this is not a physical battle that we're going to be talking about today. This is a uh, mythological one and ultimately just a spiritual one to overcome our own thoughts, our own consciousness. Uh, the battle for consciousness is what I consider it. So again, um, everything that I say is is purely spiritual. So uh, nothing I say here to be talked about as a, a literal battle. Uh, Always love others, uh, be safe. Uh, That's not what we're here for, guys. A lot of people going around with that type of attitude, and that's just not something we serve into here on the channel. Anything conspiratorial, us versus them, that's not what we're about here. We're about understanding the esoteric spiritual side of what these fallen angels are, what it means. Uh, Where are they now? I've done an episode before where we talked exclusively about the fallen angels uh being locked up in the pit being locked under the Tigris and the Euphrates uh there's also called the Well of Hell over in Yemen um people could hear you know the uh the groans of the demons that are locked up in there um allegedly I've never been there, but some really interesting stuff, you know lures and legends, but today we're gonna do a little bit to uncap the lore and legend. Marvel no. I mean I'm literally five five uh come here, five minutes in, and my dog's trying to eat the plants. I rearranged the studio. If you guys notice, we got the window in the background, the plants. I got the bookshelf. Um, got a candle here, kind of a nice vibe in here. So uh, it, it's a good a good day. I get everything cleaned up and I'm feeling, uh, feeling fresh, feeling ready to, uh, kind of take on the week with this podcast, if you will. So talking about the fallen angels, uh, I'm going to go ahead and look. Thank you very much. Uh, Jean says, looks nice. I appreciate that. Um, y'all drop some likes, drop some love, uh, any gifts, no matter what platform you're on are always welcome. Whether you send stars on Facebook, whether you send, uh, hearts and gifts here on tiktok um i i greatly appreciate that and at any point if you like what i'm doing and you want to support this what i consider to be a universal ministry uh jump on over to CubCooker.com, c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r.com and uh you can check out marvell come lay down sorry about that guys she is uh she's still a puppy she will grow up soon here she is come here you come say hi come here, come say hi, say <laughs> hi to everyone, now she doesn't want to say hi, so, uh, she's shy when you put her on the spot, so we're going to talk about, uh, in Jude eight. it says, in the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day, uh, and that is, uh, you know, what a what a dark picture it is and so uh what i want to propose today is not so much these physical entities of fallen angels however you imagine them but more of this uh picture behind us the elusive the in disguise the all around us already not necessarily uh in physical people but in our own thoughts our own vibrations in uh the the way that we uh as humanity Can avatar these energies. Um, And so I wanted to talk about that today because it's a little different side than what some people uh, are saying about these fallen angels. What's up, Annie? Good morning. How are you doing? And so uh, the idea of the avatar is not new. You know, if you've watched the new Marvel show, um, Moon Knight, the gods have avatars, right? And I've talked a lot about these fallen angels in Enoch. that the book the paradigm by jonathan kane what is is a beautiful book talks about uh you know how people are avatared he gets a little strong into the literal like possession of people with these um these ancient entities i'm more of a believer in you know these gods these fallen angels being extraterrestrial races with higher technology than us that they can project vibrations Um, they're, they are spiritual beings in in effect just like we are um, and from my understanding again of the mythologies and that uh, somebody said it beautifully yesterday that uh, they are under oath to serve God and when they break that oath Um, they have free will and then they can step outside of that. Unfortunately, by breaking that oath, they incur a lot of, uh, the wrath of God, if you will. Um, and where that wrath has been turned over many, many years from religious institutions toward us to say that, Hey, we incur the wrath of God because we're evil sinners. Um, I'm more of a believer in, uh, we're beautiful beings of light. Uh, we've been seated on this planet and throughout the universe, wherever humanity may exist to emulate and create as the father, uh, to be seeds of the very kingdom of God. If you've watched another Marvel show, uh, guardians of the galaxy Two, where ego is planting pieces of himself on different planets to effectively take over the galaxy, And while that was done in an evil manner, you know, I believe the father has done that through us, through his sons and daughters, Christ came so that we would be called sons and daughters. Um, and I believe that message is absolutely universal. And so the idea of these fallen angels, uh, is very interesting to me. And I, my beliefs on things are both literal and spiritual, Uh, I believe there are extraterrestrial entities that have visited our planet that were considered angels of God, of the Most High, serving the divine fractal energy of the universe to keep everything in perfect balance and harmony. And when they break that oath and go outside of that, uh, then the beautiful fractal nature of our universe is in jeopardy. And therefore, there is uh, ramifications for that, for these entities. Whatever you want to look at them, whether they're in another dimension or they're in the universe, there's a lot of different belief systems about that. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. Just give you the data that I've found in my research. Read directly from the book of Enoch here. And then we're just going to uh, give you that so that you can make up your own worldview, your own universal view of the uh reality that we live in if you will so this this stuff gets deep guys uh it's why i love what i do here is because i get to go deeper um i get to really explore concepts that maybe have been forgotten to time or certainly not popular to talk about within modern religious systems Uh, and again all respect to all of those systems however for me i never found fruit in them That's why I'm here uh, with more of a universal message of the Christ, the Christ energy, um, the father as spirit, the mother as spirit, rather than this religious doctrine. So you might consider me a bit deconstructed from the Western evangelical system. uh, And I look at a lot of different religions and faiths and traditions to kind of build my picture of a larger world. And I think that's one thing we can do, and that is one thing that I believe protects us against uh, the the avataring of these energies. When we are so open to love and we are so open to that energy of Christ uh, and serving each other, then uh, I think that that is something that becomes if you've ever read in the Bible about like the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of truth, uh, I don't even remember all the specific ones, but you know, that type of thing, like guarding ourselves against these, um, these entities or frequencies or whatever you want to call them. Just the lower vibrations is an easy way to think about it. I mean, what's the best way to be avatared by a higher entity, be at the lowest vibration and be completely susceptible to any takeover of your mind uh through the programming of media television apps like this doesn't matter I mean you know we can program ourselves we are massive computers right biological computers and what we program in comes out like out of the overflow of your heart or the words of your mouth so if you find yourself saying words that sound uh like they're coming from a place of lack from a place of pain or suffering from a place of doubt and fear or anxiety then that is a sign that you might be uh an avatar for these darker energies these these things that want to throw the beautiful fractal reality that we actually live in not the one that we're seeing physically but all the energies underneath the higher realms of spiritual frequencies um and again this can sound woo woo Uh, until you, you get kind of get in and study it and you experience it for yourself. And I talk about this every day. One of the best examples of this is, you know, every day I go live and there's like this universal law that the train's going to go by or somebody will ring the doorbell or the dogs will go nuts or, you know, the neighbor decides to, uh, you know, start up the car right outside the window or what, like there's something, it can be so quiet all morning and then I get ready to go live and all of a sudden it's just chaos, and that is a great example of like the matrix system is always going to like try to act out and try to reabsolve the individual or the energy that is trying to balance in harmony with the echo of the universe. And again, that's kind of a woo-woo, but um, but I think woo-woo, there's a lot more in woo-woo than people want to admit because uh, it served me well and outside of the realm of logic, uh, and what you might consider sound mind is a beautiful transcendent reality of unique oneness and presentness right now with yourself. So, um, let's see. Ruby says, good morning. I have finally have a morning off here to listen and learn. What is up, Ruby? Thank you for being here. Uh, we are all one. Religion twists truth and controls the masses. Love is the answer. Every single atom, absolutely. X spy. Uh, and again, we can't blame religion or the world or anything. Like we know from all of these spiritual texts, like the planet is like this testing ground, this proving ground. Almost, it's consider it a sorting ground for energies. Where will your energy ascend to? Like, what is that energy going to serve into? That is the ultimate question not uh what name you claim as your religious stamp of approval but where is that energy going to serve into what are you feeding into because literally life is an exchange of energies from the day you're born you need sustenance to convert into energy so that your life force can continue when you pass on your life force or your energy they've done measurements and stuff on like the weight of the soul kind of where that goes into the afterlife like they don't even know where it goes but they can see a transmission of energy uh, really fascinating stuff, so uh, making sure my dog 's not chewing on anything else here, speaking of energy transmissions, so with that said uh, that 's how I want to approach today 's study, not as a literal study of you know we are in a battle here, but as a spiritual study of we're in a battle of the energies the the battle for consciousness, if you will. Raise your consciousness and you can affect people around you. The higher consciousness, higher vibration, whatever you want to call it here. There's all kinds of different theories about that. But I know one thing that served me well is staying in love, in love with myself, my wife, my home, my animals and pets, uh, my neighbors, my community, my life in general, and the energies that feed into that greetings earthlings mandy face says absolutely knowing the book of enoch how do you feel about metatron uh i have not studied metatron at all so i literally can't anything that i say about metatron would be completely ignorant the reason i have not studied metatron is it sounds so dumb to me because it sounds like a transformer and while i do love sci-fi uh, I just don't want to look into anything. And I know that that's ignorant on my part. I just haven't looked into it cause it just sounds goofy. So, um, and while you may argue that, you know, a lot of this Enoch stuff sounds goofy anyway, I just don't understand the whole Metatron idea because it just doesn't, it doesn't vibe with me. So, uh, I haven't really looked into it. Um, but I, I need to, because people ask me all the time. So, um, I think it's the the theory is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the theory is that Enoch became the angel Metatron. Um, now, if that's true from a what I would consider a scientific point of view, I'm not a scientist, but I like to look at things through the laws of the universe uh, because I think those explain the characteristics of God, the spirit, the Father, um, if we actually look at the again the fractal nature of reality. Um, for me, I think that that would mean he had to undergo a genetic upgrade and became an extraterrestrial entity as he was hybrided into a higher realm of not only consciousness, but physical unity with that consciousness. Now, the reason I can justify that biblically being coming from a biblical background, and I don't always have to justify everything biblically, but it has been ingrained in me so long that I, Try to go there because I think that the Bible does explain a lot, but we have just misinterpreted it so much that it's really hard to find the authentic timeline within that. So, for me, I see that when Christ comes to reign in the book of Revelation, if you read it literally, I'm not necessarily a literalist when it comes to that, but if you read it literally, then we're going to receive new bodies. Uh, the those that are that are passed on will rise, they'll be imbued into new bodies. Uh, glorified bodies is what it's called. and to me that that reeks of extraterrestrial upgrades to the genome, uh extraterrestrial um, ability to now interact with higher forms of technology, higher forms of consciousness easily where you don't have to like sit there and meditate for hours and fast and do all this stuff, do all these modes to get there. But you're just there and you exist in that and you can see all the different spectrums and energies and realities and you can travel through all the different realms just seamlessly. To me, I think that's what the upgrade to humanity is. Now, if you read that uh, completely esoterically, which is a possible reading of it, then in revelation, then as christ returns within you and he arrives in the higher and 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 manifests down to the lower and lives within your lower realms as well that christ energy that now manifests that you actually undergo upgrades to your actual light body that if thine eye be single the whole body is full of light the kingdom of god is within you all the all the stuff that we talk about daily on here then you have a whole different reading of the book of revelation i can't tell you which one's true and by the way it could be both by the way it could be both um speak with uh are the minds of each other uh yeah yeah i mean to, <laughs> we, we waste a lot of energy trying to audibly speak things right if you could just transmit a thought to someone and there was no language other than a universal consciousness that you'd get a lot more done right imagine where society and humanity would be like look at the form of society we are we're like the lowest form of we're not even what like level 1 civilization that they talk about we're we're like zero now you know we be, we still burn stuff from the ground to travel uh our airplanes still have to use uh you know air streams and currents to even get up in the air like uh, and burn a ton of fuel. Like you look at this extraterrestrial technology, they're using something that is essentially an infinite energy source. Source. If you look up element one fifteen, uh, and look at um, like uh, oh, what's his name? He was just on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, but you know he came out and and talked about element one fifteen and the different designs that he got to work on, or the single design he got to work on uh, at area 51. Um, actually I think it was S4 is where he worked, but, um, anyway, fascinating stuff on the Joe Rogan podcast and, you know, very convincing on that too. But I mean, look at that level of technology and we can kind of play with it, but imagine if you, he even talked about on this, imagine if you went back to like, uh, you know, the 1600s and you took, um, any of the technology we have now. They would look at it and go, that's magic. And they wouldn't know how to how to use it. And, in fact, there's some of the technology we have that would unalive them like that. You look at the Ark of the Covenant, t- to them, to the Israelites, again, that reeks of extraterrestrial technology to me, fallen angel technology. Um, why do I consider Yahweh of the Old Testament to be a fallen angel? Because uh, I see that, you know, he didn't always lead people the right way. And a lot of it was selfish. He required sacrifice. He required gold and silver. And even when Christ came, he just spoke out against this. He said, salvation has not come by gold and silver. Uh, you know, it's it's come by forgiveness. And then it's, um, I don't even remember the quote, but I'm just saying, I did a whole Y'all the Bayoth series. Go watch that if you haven't watched it. That really takes you down the rabbit hole of my Yahweh theory. It's not mine exclusively. Other people have it, but it's very few and far between. To me, that theory unlocks the human consciousness. It unlocks our unity with the Father. Um, And it finally answers a lot of those questions that a ton of agnostics and atheists have always asked me of, why do you serve such an evil God? Well, quit trying to justify God. My God doesn't need to be justified. My God is love and truth and oneness and his character never changes. He is full of light. He does not dwell in darkness like Yahweh did. Um, and to me, that has fallen angel technology all over it because, you know, you get the parting of the Red Sea. You have this device that would unalive people if they basically looked into how it worked. It would, you know, send an electrical shock to them and, and drop them down. Um, and then you had the voice of Yahweh was able to speak through it, you know. Um, in your opinion, there is no God. Oh, no, 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 not, not at all. My opinion is that the true God is, is a field, an energy, a fraction, a, or not a fraction, but a fractal. Uh, he is spirit and in truth, uh, the father, the mother, the son, the divine feminine, the divine masculine, and the divine, uh, product of that love, that unity together is the logos or the divine computation or expression of Christ, which is in each and every one of us. And to me, that's the message Christ came to reveal that we're all pieces of God rather than uh, serving these extraterrestrial entities that wanted to harness the energy of humanity. And by the way, that's my whole theory behind today is that they're still doing it you know we don't see it but we've lived in the beast system since the beginning of time as talked about in revelation uh everything we've ever done touched bought sold is all part of the beast system um and then you had a man named uh yeshua who came to reveal the truth to humanity and they unalived him for it by the way they did that with a lot of other historical and mythological figures um you know you look into uh, the Buddhas, you look into Krishna, you look into Horus, all of those different things. It's all kind of the same story. Um, and for me, that that energy of the Logos, the product of the unity of the divine feminine and the divine masculine coming together creates the true son of God in each of us, um, that we can now go directly to the Father, uh, to that energy and tap into that, manifesting power of the universe and co-create with the father because we're worthy because we've been called worthy because we accepted the what the authentic reality so god is truth and the spirit is love amen absolutely how do you harness the energy of humanity like enslavement yeah so that i mean look at like these these gods of the old testament specifically yahweh Um, you know, he took Israel as his portion, but you had other gods that took other areas as their portion. Sorry, I'm about to sneeze guys. Uh, allergies after cleaning, lots of dust. Um, you know, they, they went in and, uh, created these different tribes and stuff and they led them around. I mean, even Yahweh killed Moses, uh, before he went into the promised land, um, you know, perfectly healthy man. And he's walking up the mountain and, he's unalive there and he didn't even get to go in. Like, you know, how is that a loving all father, you know, that Christ spoke of? I'm just saying, I, I don't see it. I certainly don't. Um, I don't serve into that ideology because I just don't find it to be authentic. And that's, you know, that's up for you to decide for, for everyone watching So. um, Yeshua did not come from Yahweh. No, old lion, I definitely do not believe he did. In fact, I think that part of the reason he was unalived is he was speaking out exclusively against the old gods, the old ways of life that were under the enslavement of these extraterrestrial gods, which I'm a big believer in um ancient astronaut theory. So for me, it's not a far fetched thing to believe that, you know, extraterrestrials, aliens, whatever you want to call them came down to humanity, used them to build things. Obviously they had the technology to help build those things, but they liked to be worshiped. They liked the energy, they liked the ability to have animals handed over to them in sacrifice so they could use the sustenance. Common misconception I think is that angels don't need sustenance that um you know the ones that fell required those sacrifices. Um and then you look at all of the ranches and stuff around, you know, I live in Texas and there's you know, cattle mutilations and stuff all the time here with extraterrestrials or what they deem to be extraterrestrials. Um, you know, and so these things have to take sustenance somehow. And when you had humans worshiping them, giving them energy, bringing them gold and silver, giving them, uh, you know, the best of their, their calves and their fields, you know, you had a, a perfect system where the extraterrestrials got worshiped, They were able to uh, build things with their technology. They were served into and they became like gods. Even in the Bible, it says Satan, you know, says, uh, oh, how far you've fallen, star of heaven. Uh, You said, I will uh, raise myself up and make myself like God and dwell above the clouds. And then you hear Yahweh dwelling in darkness, all of these things. Like I went through a whole whole video on this. Yalda Baoth part one and part two over on my YouTube channel. You can check that out. Um, And I go through the Demiurge and Yaldabaoth and Yahweh and all the things there. And so that's a part of this entire narrative that we have going on this channel is breaking free from that. And, you know, we have a lot of remnants of those systems, including in our modern uh, evangelical system, trying to justify Yahweh as the father that Christ spoke of. And I just don't see it and to me that's an that's one way we can begin to break away from the hold of these old gods or fallen angels. So now I want to read um a little bit about their names just so, you know, we all know. You have uh Samyaza was the chief of the 200 fallen angels. This is all according to the Book of Enoch, by the way. We've been studying the Book of Enoch. If you want to grab it, it's over on my website cubcooker.com under the Must Read Spiritual Resource section. Uh, That'll take you over to my Amazon. I get a little kickback from every purchase over there, so thank you guys for that. Um, But Samyaza, the chief of 200 fallen angels, these 200 fallen angels, they descended upon Mount Hermon in this story in the Book of Enoch. They took an oath together to go ahead and create their own line of beings by taking wives of the daughters of men. So they went and they decided to take wives of the daughters of men. They created uh, what would be mythologically considered to be giants or Nephilim. Those giants or Nephilim continued to help with the enslavement of humanity until the Great Flood happened. Um, Who did the Great Flood? You know, I don't know. Um, I believe from what I've read, it looks like it was Yahweh. Probably trying to protect humanity from being extinguished completely, again, kind of sometimes good motives, sometimes not. Um, You have this very complicated God in the Old Testament. I just don't think that my God is complicated. I think he is truth and spirit as Christ spoke. And while that might be complicated for our human brains, that's not complicated on an energetic or a Uh, laws of physics level when you get into understanding the transmissions of energies uh, things act and react in certain ways you have beautiful fractal energies you have this balance of the universe that's that's like always taken care of even in the most seemingly crazy places of the universe where it looks like chaos everything eventually falls back into order Um, and to me, that's, that's a beautiful thing about the reality that we live in. So I can't explain all of this stuff biblically and with Enoch and with other mythologies, because a lot of times they don't agree, but a lot of times they corroborate each other and you see the same type of story being played out. Is it different points of view? Is it different times in history? Is it all more of an esoteric story of the ascension of humanity? I don't know. But I think it's certainly worth looking at because, uh, to me, I find a lot of fruit in it no matter how I read it. I tend to traditionally read things esoterically with the exclusion of my ancient astronaut theory, which I, I just see that these higher biological life forms that understand how to, you know, especially if you look at like, you know, Our archetypal extraterrestrial, like the little grays or the green ones or whatever, you want to look at them. They're smaller. They don't need much in the way of biology because their technology supports them. And they have such uh, consciousness that they can get anything done. And why would they create giants? Well, because there's probably things they couldn't do to wield over humanity But there's also things they couldn't do if you look into the prophetic side of it where humanity had authority over the earth. From the time of creation, we were given authority uh, not only to name the animals, to farm the fields, to do everything that we do on this planet. We are, by all intents and purposes, the creators and the manifestors on this planet. And that was what we were given by God. And then you have these fallen angels who didn't have that authority to touch those type of things and required our hand and the hybriding of them with us to then gain authority on the earth. And that that gets into a whole different mindset of that. So uh, old lion says, are you a bear? I am a cub. I am a child of the most high God. Uh, my real name is Jacob, or my God given—you know, not my God given, but my birth name is Jacob. Uh, but that just means wrestles with God, and I'm tired of wrestling with Yahweh, and I'm ready to become a child, a cub of the Most High. Uh, and by the way, I was given that name when I was about five, six years old. So uh, I've been a child of the Most High for a very long time. Yet when I've stepped into the name Jacob, just psychologically. I've wrestled with Yahweh and I don't want to wrestle with him anymore because all that's done is hurt me. I'm ready to just be in the arms of the creator, be in the arms of a loving fractal, yes. Um so, uh I asked because you use fractal. Um find Owen Benjamin. I've never heard of him, but I will go check that out for sure. Um let's see. I've always thought that all the books of religion are similar. But they changed the names. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the different pantheons, checking on the dogs again as they're behind me, this maybe wasn't the smartest idea for a setup. But, um, you know, looking into the old pantheons of gods, like they're all so similar. And I even see that a lot of the the old gods are super similar to the fallen angels. Again, not that the fallen angels were always out to get us, but that it did skew humanity where we were supposed to rule the earth. Now you have Satan and then the pantheons that are the gods of the earth. Uh, Again, there's no proof of that or anything. I'm just saying, you know, merely from a mythological standpoint. One of the problems with this, let me say this, is a lot of people come in the comments and they go, this is this, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. And they adopt a worldview based on one text. To me a higher consciousness says hey, let's look at all of the world views and try to build a universal view And that's what I try to do is look at all the different data sets And try to understand all the different mythologies and belief systems and try to understand that common thread That runs through all of them to find spirit and truth Uh, And I believe christ came and perfectly laid all of that out as well as other ascended masters Um, And I believe that he was by all intents and purposes, the fullness of God within a man. Uh, And to me, that's beautiful. And he's certainly someone that I still look to every word that he said that we have in the gospels. I'm not talking about the early church and I'm not talking about the old Testament. I'm talking about the legit gospels, including the Gnostic gospels to try and better understand the nature of the Christ as he walked the earth, because that should be what I believe he came to create more Christ's not followers, not a church and to me that's that's something noteworthy when it comes to this type of exploration so you have semyaza uh, the chief of the 200 angels they go out they create their own line of uh designer offspring if you will with the daughters of men they take wives they start teaching different magics and stuff like this uh not just magics but you know technological things you know things that are kind of uh outside the peaceful unity that humanity needed to just dwell together within tribes and they literally brought like instruments of war and taught how to you know build weapons and things like that. Um now again this is the mythology of it. Whether that's actually where it came from or not, I don't know, but this is the mythology. Then you have Anane, Azazel, um Amazarek, Armair's Arazael, Asasel, uh, Azkiel, Akabil, Asadreel, Barcael, Batrael, Daniel, that one was easy. Uh, Atael, ERTAEL, Arteel, Ramuel, uh, Sarakainal, Samsaville, Turiel, Tamiel, Yurkabamiel, Yurok Yurak Baramiel, Yamiel, uh, ya, and Zabeb. Zavbeb. Z A V E B E. Zavbeb. So those are the chiefs of uh, the chief leaders of the 200 fallen angels. So uh, they're perfects or chiefs of 200 fallen angels. So, uh, and then there's, there's 22 of them there. So, um, you know, I don't know where, how, how many each of them were over, what that comes out to, but, uh, 200 fallen angels were initially referred to as the watchers. This is where we get the watchers from. Uh, you also have like the watchers in Marvel. I'm a big Marvel fan. So you've got those watchers, which are supposed to just observe humanity, um, and, and really communicate messages between humanity and the higher realms. And so that's, it's actually a pretty biblical picture of that. And then when they do get involved, things go awry. If you've watched what if on Marvel, um, so again, all of this kind of comes from the same mythologies, which to me, you know, says, well, maybe it came from somewhere. I don't know. So, um, so some things that they taught uh, were things like sorcery, dividing of roots and trees, incantations. Um, they did um, like we get Pharmakia from this timeline as well. Um, so the Nephilim began began to devour injured birds, reptiles, beasts, animals, of fish. They ate their flesh and blah blah blah. You know, I mean, you get a lot of that. This this became a very violent time in human uh mythological history again whether you believe it is literal or not um this gave rise to uh, rise to what we might call the beast mode the beast human race that became more like uh the animals they were supposed to manage rather than the divine human race that we were created to be in the first uh the first creation so um let's see Akabil taught uh signs uh Tamiel taught uh astrology or astronomy astrology whatever you want to um obviously they're different but again this is kind of a loose thing of where we got it you know uh azazel taught um he brought um you know weapons um he also taught women how to basically paint their eyes and make themselves more attractive um, because obviously they had husbands that were these fallen angels. So they're like teaching them how to get more dolled up, you know, Um, very, very interesting. Again, whether all of this comes from this or not, I could see it coming from it because I don't see the benefit of any of this, you know, Uh, having, you know, weapons of war only leads to having that battle. And then having all the adornments physically only makes us focus on those physical uh, things in life, uh, specifically around those type of uh, actions, you know. And so, you know, then you have all the other stuff with, you know, the astrologies and stuff like that. Now, I'm a big believer in astrology because I believe that the cosmos is a big clock laid out for us to understand the times that we're in and um so i don't you know rather understand why some of this is bad but i see how some of it's bad so i I can't enlighten anyone on that but i do find it interesting basically all the things that advanced humanity came from these fallen angels but because it advanced humanity it actually led humanity towards extinction quite quickly and that was what uh, excuse me that was what had to happen from a higher realm uh is bringing the uh extinction of those nephilim to basically reset humanity to a place pre um sin of the watchers so that humanity can continue to ascend on their own and find uh find god on their own rather than all of these artificial means which are obviously modes and technologies used for certain entities in the universe. Maybe not us. I don't know. Um, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'll go check out uh, OB. Thank you very much. Uh, Who taught them what they know? House of the Dragons asks. Well, because they knew secrets of the cosmos. I mean, they're obviously a higher technological being, so they're able to travel. They understand science a lot more than us. They understand meta-science, like the metaphysics on all those things. Uh, and so they brought that to humanity to basically help them hack the biodome that we live in or the planet, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so the theory behind that is is that, you know, Uh, Even in Book of Enoch, God says, you know, you taught worthless secrets. You knew worthless secrets. You thought you knew things that were important. You just taught them basically garbage, you know. Uh, The true secrets are hidden from even you, you angels, you fallen messengers of God. Um, And what you gave them is just going to devour them and you, and I'm going to have to fix it. And all of the true secrets of the universe are still hidden. Hidden from us, hidden from them, only the Father knows. Uh, I believe they were revealed in the Son, in the Christ energy. And when we tap into that, we begin to understand more of the essence of who we are, the natures of realities, things that transcend any modern understanding that we can experience within ourselves that are unexplainable, undeniable, and absolutely spirit and truth. And so for me, that's the ultimate message between... um, what we're talking about here and adopting a worldview of a fallen angel worldview, rather than everything's out to get you, might you be the salvation that everyone's looking for? Might that Christ energy be fully aware in you one of these days, if you continue to nurture it, if you continue to feed into that side of yourself to become Christ like, does that mean that I'm perfect? No, but I'm, continuing to work on my own spiritual ascension so that I can become one with that Christ energy so that I can ascend and I can actually help people um, find a way to break out of these matrix systems that have been built since the beginning of time to ultimately enslave humanity into a lower level of consciousness. So, and doing all of that through natural modes, not hacking the matrix in a physical manner, but hacking the spiritual matrix in spirit and in truth. That's what I believe. So we are the body of Christ. Absolutely. And if we're the body of Christ, then we are the Christ. And, you know, my finger is part of my body. And there's even a parable that talks about that. Like, is the finger any less important than the toe? You know, it's all part of the body. Like, so own it you know and and a big problem a lot of people do things in the name of the lord and it's like well what lord are you talking about because everything in the will of my father is peace love unity restoration forgiveness ascension higher consciousness unity those are the fruits of the spirit of my father and i believe if you dig deep down and you start to deconstruct yourself from some of these Matrix systems of what we would call the fallen watcher angels It doesn't mean that we aren't in the world. We are in the world, but not of the world We still function within the world But our consciousness is ascending into a higher realm of understanding of who we are So that's the message for today. I hope that resonates with you. I hope you find yourself well with this message Um, And then just you know As you read through your Bible and other texts, this is just present all throughout, all throughout. Uh, You know, and then we we continue in Book of Enoch here. Uh, In chapter two, see, we're in book chapter two, or book two, chapter two, book of the parables. I don't like how Book of Enoch's laid out. It's confusing. Uh, verse 66 when I have desired to take a hold of them by the hand of the angels on the day of tribulation and pain because of this I will cause my chastisement and my wrath to abide upon them saith the Lord the Lord of spirits ye mighty kings who dwell on the earth ye shall have to behold mine elect one how he sits on the throne of glory and judges Azazel and all of his associates and all his hosts in the name of the Lord of Spirits. Again, you get into Enoch and you see this judgment played out against the heavenly hosts who knew better. They have access to this higher consciousness. And yet they chose to trap us as a mode for their godlikeness, rather than continuing to serve the will of the Father. And that, I think, is the ultimate message of the book of Enoch, is our own ascension and understanding that, hey, you and I are loved, we are forgiven, we are a part of the Christ energy, we are a part of God. And once we actually realize that, we can start to understand. And there's even a verse that says, Ye will judge angels. And here, here he's talking about, you know, kings of the earth. They were kings of the earth. These fallen angels were were the gods, right? According to this mythology. So at least on an esoteric level to understand your true nature, who you are, not not the nature of your flesh and all the things that you try to do to, you know, harm yourself. We've all been there, right? I'm talking about the the truth and the spirit within you that understands that you want love and you want to give love. You want peace and you want to give peace. You want to fall in alignment with this universal fractal energy of love light and unity that is god and that's the message of this channel i will continue to preach that uh and share that and and pray that it blesses people and that it is truly a universal message of salvation i love you guys i hope you guys um have a beautiful day absolutely old line says this is why they threw enoch out you know uh, it's not in our, our modern Bibles. It's in the church in Ethiopia, but not in here in the West. It answers a lot of questions about how loved we really are and how valued humanity really is. Much love, guys. Thank you, Angel Appleseed. Thank you for being here, Old Lion, uh, for being a part of this community. Come back. Give us a follow here. You can grab this podcast over on Apple and Spotify. Everything links to all the content hubs are over on cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Thank you, Old Lion, for the roses and for the gifts. God bless you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. I'm going to be back here at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time with another message. We do two podcasts a day, Monday through Friday, and then one on Sundays. If you have not checked out our community, uh, we've got a beautiful community we're building over here. It's another way you can help support what we're doing. If you go to cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com, and then click on the team membership. The team membership is nine bucks a month right now. We've got some awesome stuff coming with that. We have a private Facebook group uh, where we can chat back and forth. You're gonna get access as well to uh, a course of videos that have more training style videos in them. Um, and then you're also gonna get access to a private Odyssey channel where I have uh, content that's just for this community, as well as our once monthly team meeting. And team stands for transcend, elevate. Align and manifest and that's what we're doing as a team guys. So go check that out That's kind of my version of a patreon You help support me with what I'm doing and I'm going to give you guys some extra value out of what I'm doing That's for that community that supports what I'm doing Uh, And so as that changes and ebbs and flows all the stuff that's that's featured with that um, You know, it's going to evolve as we build this team together But that's basically the the pitch as we build it um, and it should be launching here at the very beginning of November. So I'm excited to meet with all of you guys that have already joined. If you want it at $9 a month after November 1st, that is going up. You'll see, you see the regular price there is going to be 60 bucks a month because I believe in the value of what I'm doing with that. But at the same time, I want to offer those that want to get in early the nine bucks a month right now uh, before it continues to go up. So thank you guys for your support. Remember who you are. To quote the Lion King, uh, that as Mufasa says that to Simba from the stars, remember who you are. What a beautiful message. Uh, unfortunately we try to demonize messages all the time that are for our own good and then adopt messages that are actually meant to harm us or bring us down or keep our vibration low. So just be aware of the energy of the fallen angels, the vibration of the fallen angels, And align yourself with the Christ energy, with that higher self, the higher realms. I love you guys. You'll have a beautiful day. I'm going to talk to you this afternoon. Peace, and I'll see you this afternoon.